Welcome to the Highland Park Community Church Podcast. Our goal is to serve and encourage you as you build a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Join us now as we study the Word of God together in this week's episode. Let's get started tonight. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming. I don't know why I reached for my water bottle down there when I clearly just saw it over here in this chair. Um, if you want to open your Bibles to 2 Timothy 3, go ahead. Um, if you need Bibles, there are Bibles over there in that chair, if anybody would like to grab one. Um, I like physical Bibles. Tonight, you're going to need a Bible because tonight we're going to ask the question, why is the Bible important? Why do we need it? Um, Let's pray. Abba, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that the Bible is the foundation of our faith. I thank you that it reveals who you are. I thank you that Jesus is the word become flesh. Excuse me. And so although he's not the physical, like, Bible we have in our hands, he is your words manifest um, on the earth and in heaven and into eternity. So we thank you for what your word says about your word. Thank you for how important it is. And we just ask that you would reveal uh, (laughs) yourself to us tonight and just how important the Bible is. So we ask all these things in Jesus' holy name. We say amen. amen. All right. So, um, we're going to spend some time here in 2 Timothy, and we're going to spend some time in Psalm 119, and then we're going to jump around a bunch. So, um, if you guys don't know where to jump, that's okay. Uh, I'll give you addresses. You can write them down and look them up later. And, uh, yeah, we'll just hang out here in the Word tonight. So, um, I was having trouble. Uh, I've said this a couple times. So this is the second Wednesday of the month, right? It's our foundations night where we go back to the basics. And I've had some trouble going back to the basics to some degree because sometimes you just know something so well that you don't even think about it anymore and you forget how to ask questions about it. So today on my ride home, um, well, I had to take one of my employees home. Her name is Bree. She helped me come up with some questions today that I thought were really thought-provoking and questions that I haven't actually thought about in a long time. So uh, I had her text them to me, and I just kind of went through them step by step in order to figure out why the Bible's important. I know a couple months ago, we talked about just facts about the Bible, like, you know, how it was written, what's in it, who wrote it. Um, And that's all well and good to understand some of the historical significance of the Bible. But it's also important to understand what God's word says about the Bible and why it's important to our faith, right? Um, Because without it, we don't really have a basis to stand on because our entire faith is wrapped up in what this book says, 
right? So what does this book even say about itself? Um, so the first question is, why is the Bible important? What, what, makes, what makes it so important to us? Then uh, my first answer to that would be that the Bible is God's written revelation about himself to humanity. It is exactly what it says it is. He says exactly who he says he is in this word. I mean, we just finished our series on uh, the character of the father, right? Um, coming from Exodus 34. And I don't know about you guys, but I learned so much through just studying that out and figuring out what the Bible even said about it. And it goes so much deeper than what our English English, English language um, is even able to to say or to define. And and we had to dig deep into the, the Hebrew roots of the words and, and everything else. Um, and so it's important for that reason. In uh, in Second Timothy chapter three verses, we'll start in fourteen. It says, "But continue in the things that you have learned and have been assured of, knowing those from whom you have learned them, and that since childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through the faith that is in Jesus, uh, in Christ Jesus." All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Um, you know, as we get into this tonight, we're going to go back to this a couple more times. But uh, the, the thing that I really want to emphasize in this particular reading of this section of verses is that. All scripture is inspired by God. Some translations say, is God breathed? Which I like that translation more because it's it's coming straight from him. You know, like um, with the first, with Adam and Eve, God had to breathe into Adam in order to bring him to life. And, and I think one of the biggest reasons why the Bible is so important is because since the Bible is God breathed, it's like he's breathing back into us as we read it. He brings us back to life, right? Because he's revealing himself. And wherever he goes, life is produced. Um, the second reason why the Bible is important is because the Bible records the history of Israel, of Jesus, and the early church. And if we don't know what our history is, we don't know the history of what we believe, then how can we say we truly believe it? You know, if we don't know the history of what we believe, then um, can we say that we really know who God is? I, I don't necessarily think that we can because God revealed himself first to the Jews. He's a very Jewish God. If we don't take that into, the, into an account when we study the New Testament, then we're missing out on who God, who God is as a whole. You know, I think one of the biggest issues with the westernized church and the westernized church system is that we interpret the New Testament through Western philosophy and Augustine theology that has nothing to do with how the Bible started or or what produced it, you know. Without without going back to a lot of the Jewish roots and Jewish understandings of Scripture, we miss out on so much of the New Testament. Um, and then the third reason why I think the Bible is important is because it's a conduit for the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Um, in Romans chapter twelve, verse two. 
It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may test the good and perfect and excellent will of God. Um, you cannot do that without renewing your mind and you renew your mind by reading the Bible, but you cannot renew your mind with by reading the Bible without also having the Holy Spirit, right? And so as you read the Bible, if you have the Holy Spirit, if you're saved, it it's not just the Bible that's renewing you, it's the Holy Spirit, right? Um, the Bible is very important. However, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, not the Father, the Son, and the Holy Scriptures. Um, and so the only way that the Scriptures make sense is if we have the Holy Spirit with it, right? Um, hey, Ronnie. Yes, ma'am. One thing I'd say in this Scripture in Second uh, Timothy 3, it talks about it makes us wise unto salvation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing. The Word of God is important because it lays out the plan of salvation and God's plan for redemption and restoration of fellowship. Cindy. It's something very important. Oh, you're getting ahead of me, man. Oh, <laughs> I, I got it. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> We're going to get there, I promise. <laughs> you're getting too excited. All right. That's okay. It makes me excited. I like it when people see where this is going because it shows me that you're reading and you, you understand. So this is awesome. All right. So the second question that I was asked today um, that was great to think about is what is the purpose of the Bible? Like we, we see why it's important, but there's a specific purpose that it has in our lives. And if we go back to this section of scriptures, we'll start in verse 14 again, it says, but continue in the things that you have learned and have been assured of knowing those from whom you have learned them. And that since childhood, you have known the Holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through the faith that is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the purpose of the Bible is, first of all, to make you wise unto salvation, unto the faith. That is the first reason, like that's the first purpose of the Bible. Um, Without being wise unto salvation, we don't have it. Right, And without that, we miss out on everything else that happens in the Bible. Um, We have to first become spiritual in in order to understand the Bible and and how it's laid out for us. Um, Because there's a historical context that pretty much anybody can understand, but then there's the personal context. Why does this book transform so many people? Why is it the number one bestseller in the entire world and basically has been since it came out? there are reasons for that. It's 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 transformative. It's it's because God is real and He loves us. And you know, all Scripture is inspired for God and profitable for teaching. What are we doing right now? There's a teaching happening. We're learning more about the Bible, right? And when we learn more about the Bible, when we learn more about God, we learn more about ourselves. For reproof and for correction, um, when we don't know what's going on in our lives, or we're stuck in sin, or or you know feeling stuck in general, what do we need? We need to get back to the Word, right? Because the, the, the Word of God produces everything that we need for life and godliness. Um, and for instruction unto righteousness, uh, this is very important because even though our righteousness was bought, Jesus became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Um, we need to know what righteousness is. It's right standing with God. Well, what does right standing with God look like? Well, there are some commandments that Jesus said that we need to obey. And if we don't know what those commandments are, then we miss out on what righteousness even looks like. And we can say that we're righteous all day, 
but without actually knowing what righteousness looks like, we might be righteousness, we might be righteous from our position because Jesus saved us, but we're not actually walking it out. And there's a big difference between the two. Um, and then the last part that the man of God or woman of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Um, I don't know about you guys, but there have definitely been times in my life where I got ahead of God because I didn't know what he was saying to me in that season through the word. I just missed it. And because of that, I wasn't equipped to go into the good work that I was supposed to be doing at the time. So without our continual just like study of the word of God and hearing it, we, we miss out on so much of what we're supposed to do, right? Um, so my next question that I got today that I thought was also like really important. Uh, <laughs> how can reading the Bible benefit me? Um, <laughs> the first answer that I got was that the Bible will lead us to salvation when it is preached and taught properly. Um, we just read it again. Uh, the Holy Scriptures make us wise unto salvation that we may have faith in Christ Jesus, right? Uh, another verse to back that up is Romans 1.16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Yep. I knew Butch would have that one. Um, see, now we're starting to think like ancient Jews because they, they would start a verse and they would assume because you, you heard the Bible so much, you would just naturally pick up where it was going and you would just be able to finish it in your thought and they could just move on to the next thing. Um, that's awesome. That's important, right? Um, when the Bible is taught correctly and preached correctly, salvation happens. People change, right? Um, I think in this day and age, uh, because of how relational we need to get in order to be able to present the gospel. Um, and again, there's a place for preaching. I, I don't want to say that there's not a place for preaching, so don't read into what I'm not saying. I think, though, in this day and age, especially with, with our church and where we're going, the, the idea of discipleship and discipling unto salvation, but also discipling into sanctification, I think it's much more important for us to know how to teach the word and break it down for people to understand it rather than preach the word. Um, because one of the reasons why there are so many people from my generation that have no interest in the Bible is because they were preached at most of their lives when they were in church. They weren't actually taught. And they walked away because they didn't understand it. They didn't, no one took the time to really break it down for them and, and help them understand why this, why this book is so important and what it actually says. Um, we were preached at in my generation. Hmm? And we were preached at in my generation. And we're still... So, I mean, yeah. But you, we were made to go to church. Yeah. I mean, your generation's kind of. We don't go to church that much. Yeah. Well, well, that's why I think the idea of discipleship is important because discipleship can happen anywhere. It can happen a, can happen in a car ride. It can happen around the dinner table. Like, the church doesn't have to be a building. That's why I love the idea of house church so much. It's not confined to the four walls and it can happen anywhere at any point in time. 
And I can think of, I can't think of many sermons that I hold on to. I can think of a lot of stuff that I learned in Sunday school that I hold on to. Yeah. That's what taught me scripture and, uh, and helped me to be able to recall things and apply it to my life. Whereas preaching is preaching and it's good, but honestly, when you try to recall things that you learned preaching, it might hit you for a little bit. It might be a season for that, but I hold on to teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why is, how can the Bible benefit me? Reason number two, it gives us guidance through life. And it helps us make the right choices. Uh, let's go to Psalm 119. The longest psalm in the Bible. If you don't know where it is, go to the middle of your Bible and I guarantee you, you will find it there. Um, psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Uh, the Bible helps us see where we're going. It helps us line up our steps so that we're doing the right thing and we're heading in the right direction. And then if we look at verse 30, again, pretty much says, or I'm sorry, not 30, 130. Psalm 119, verse 130, it says, the giving of your words gives light and it grants understanding to the simple. Uh, one thing that I love about Jesus's 12 original disciples that became apostles was that for the most part, they were simple people. In fact, when they went into the temple and they started preaching and teaching and giving people understanding unto salvation, the Pharisees were like, who are these people? They're just fishermen. How do they know so much? What's connecting the dots? Well, it's the word of God. Who is Jesus? The word of God made flesh, right? So the reason why they were able to connect with the dots was because they spent three years with the word of God day in and day out. They, they had no choice but to hear his words all day, right? Which I think is amazing. So I, I would say that the second benefit is, is, is if you don't know where you're going in life, if you're looking for a purpose, look to the word of God. Um, reason number three, it gives us life. In Matthew 4, 4, Jesus is being tempted by the devil the devil tempts him and Jesus says, man cannot live off of bread alone, but off of every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Um, if we go to John 6. John 6. Verse 63. It says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. But the words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. The words that Jesus speaks are spirit and life. His words, many of them, not all of them, many of them got record, recorded in this book. And if God's words bring life, then we ought to be reading them and knowing what he's saying. Right? Um. So don't, uh, make it open up our communication line so you know for hearing things by the Holy yeah. Spirit how can we confirm that well this the word of God confirms it right right exactly where am I going um, let's go back to Psalm 119 I'm going to be here for a little bit um 
Reason number four. The Bible benefits us because it helps keep us from sin. It helps keep up, keeps us from doing the wrong thing. Uh, in verse 9, it says, How shall a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. With my whole heart, I seek you. Do not allow me to wander from your commandments. Um, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The Bible benefits us by keeping us from sin. The Bible also benefits us by giving us wisdom. If we go to verse 97 of this same psalm, it says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation day and night. Your commandments have made me wiser than my enemies, for they are continually with me. I have more understanding than all of my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. And I understand more than the elders because I keep your precepts. Uh, this young guy, which I believe is David, if I remember correctly, wrote this psalm, um, is saying that he's much wiser than everybody else, not because he studied more or went to university or college or what have you, but because he just meditates on God's laws day and night. Uh, there's a big difference between being knowledgeable and actually being wise. I would say being knowledgeable is being book smart, but being wise actually helps you get through life. It teaches, you know, if you're wise, you know how to talk to people, you know how to handle people, you know how to how to problem solve and troubleshoot, you know, um, Whereas knowledge doesn't always provide that for us. Knowledge, With knowledge, we don't always know how to apply what we know. But with wisdom, we know how to appropriate what we've learned so that it helps us get through each and every day, right? Um, let's go to Psalm, or no, I'm sorry. Let's go to John 17, 17. Reason number five. Once I get there. John 17, 17. Um, reason number five. The Bible's important because it helps protect us against the enemy. It says in John 17, 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Um, now, if you allow me to connect some dots, Jesus is saying that his word is truth. If we go to Psalm 91, verse 4, which you don't, you don't have to go there unless you really want to flip there. You can just write it down in your notes. I'm going to read it to you. It says, uh, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall find protection. His faithfulness or his truth depending on what translation you have, shall be your shield and your wall. Um, remember, uh, a couple weeks ago, we said that emet, which is the Hebrew word for faithful, also means truth. And so we see it popping up right here in Psalm 91. Not only is his truth a shield and a wall for us, but his faithfulness is, true, is too. Because when he's faithful, it builds our faith. 
so that we can throw up the shield of faith, which is my next section of verses, actually, if we go to Hebrews 6. I mean, not Hebrews 6, I'm sorry, Ephesians 6. Love to hear pages turn. Yeah, me too. I like I like real Bibles, man. Yeah. Uh, it says in verse twelve of Ephesians six, for our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your waist girded with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace and above all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the fiery darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit always with all kinds of prayer and supplication. To that end, be alert with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Um, The whole idea of the armor of God is based on the word of God. We see here that the... uh, our waist, there's the belt of truth, right? Well, where do we find the truth? From God's word. We have the breastplate of righteousness. What do we know what righteousness looks like? From God's word. Uh, it says, having our feet ready with, uh, and equipped with the gospel of peace. Well, what do we know what the gospel is like? By reading the word. Above all, taking up the shield of faith. What do we know? How do we know what faith looks like? How do we build it so that we have a wall? Through the word of God. And then, of course, taking out the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, right? And then the helmet of salvation. Well, how do we know we're saved? What do we know what that looks like? Through the word of God, right? The word of God protects us from the enemy. The sword of the spirit is our only uh, offensive weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, other than what we speak, Speak the name of Jesus. That's sort of a, in the blood of Jesus. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's the only weapon mentioned that is actually offensive. It is. Yeah. And it's what Jesus used when he was tempted by the devil. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing he used. You know, sometimes I picture Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. And of course, the devil knows scripture too, right? So he's trying to, Jesus is the word of God. So Jesus, of course, knows scripture because he is the word. I imagine the devil showing up and trying to like play a game of why are you hitting yourself? And Jesus just turns it around because he quotes scripture right back, but with the authority to push the devil back away, right? I just think that's funny. Um, Next reason. Uh, It causes us to grow in faith, which is probably one of the biggest reasons why we need the word. Because how can you grow your faith or attach your faith to a promise of God if you don't know what the promise is? How can you hear from him if you don't have enough faith to hear from him? Uh, In Romans 10, verse 17, it says, 
So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, One of my favorite preachers says that we need to remember, I'm going to give you Ronnie's version because I can't remember exactly what he says. It's important to realize that this verse says that faith comes from hearing, not having heard. So just because you heard the Bible yesterday doesn't mean that it produces enough manna and strength for you today. We need to keep hearing it. We need to keep listening to it. Even if we don't understand it in the moment that we hear it, our spirit catches us, catches it. And, and it begins to cause our spirit to be quickened, to, be, to become alive with what the word is saying. And so although it may take time to really understand the context of the verse and how it applies to us, simply listening to it changes things. Um, I met a guy years ago back when... I was leading Identity House and we were just a youth group. And this guy was just, I mean, just a complete, like, he was on everything. I mean, there's some people that uh, are in the recovery community that I know that weren't on as many things as this guy was. And this guy just never went to recovery at all. But we prayed for him and just said, hey, start reading the Bible. And within a week, he was off all of the drugs. He, he wasn't drinking anymore. And he was like, I'm not saved. I don't know if I believe in Jesus yet, but every time I open this thing, it changes me and I don't know why. Um, so he never had a salvation experience. And because of that, he stopped reading the Bible <laughs> and uh, is in that scene again um, and not doing so great now. But in that time period where he was reading it every day, and getting and you know getting it, his spirit was getting it, and it was changing him from the inside out. Even though it was a slow process, um, because faith comes from hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. Um, one of the things I love about the Word of Faith denomination is that they put such a huge emphasis on knowing the Word of God, and not all Pentecostal denominations do. So it's really nice when some, when one of them does, right? I know, uh, I know a couple others that do now, but you know, there's still a stigma that Pentecostal denominations are like backwoods people that don't actually read the Bible and, and pick up snakes all the time. And that's just simply not true. I'm definitely not picking up snakes anytime soon. So, um, so uh, why is faith important? Why is it important to get into the word and, and have our faith grow? Well, because Hebrews eleven six says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. If we don't have faith, then like he may love us, but we're not pleasing him. And there's a big difference between the two, right? I'll always love my son no matter what, but <laughs> not everything he does pleases me, <laughs> right? Um, so... Uh, Next reason, because I've lost count at this point. Um, seven. Seven. Thank you, Butch. Well, how, how will reading the Bible benefit me? Number seven, it helps us find answers to prayer. When we read the Word of God, we will naturally want to pray the Scriptures, and when we pray the Scriptures, we are praying the will of God. Um, there are several reasons why prayer isn't answered, and I will give you two of them right now. The first one is that sometimes we don't have enough faith for the prayer to be answered, which if you want to learn how to grow in faith, see the last reason that we just talked about. Um, But the other reason oftentimes is that we don't actually know the will of God. We may have faith for it, but because it's not God's will, he's not going to answer the prayer. 
right? Um, in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15, I'll let you guys go there. Flipping the pages, flipping the pages. Love it. Uh, starting in verse 14, it says, This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask. So so if we, blah, sorry, start first 15 over again. So if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have whatever we have asked of him. If we know his will and we pray his will, he will give it to us. If we have faith, right? That's the mixture there. It's very important. Um, let's go to Proverbs 4. So, Proverbs 4, reason 8, right? Final 8? Sweet. Um, God's word heals our bodies. We start in Proverbs 4, verse 20. It says, My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all of their body. In Psalm 107, verse 20, you don't have to flip there. I'm just going to quote it for you. It says that God sent his word and it healed us. Amen. Right? He sent his word and it healed us. One, obviously, that's him speaking of Jesus. Jesus is the word become flesh. Jesus' body was broken so that we may be healed. That is a part of our lot of the gospel, right? That is something we have to appropriate. However, we do not understand that unless we understand what his word says unless we're in it each and every day. Um, Derek Prince, amazing Bible teacher, uh, has this little tiny booklet out called God's Medicine, Bible, uh, God's Medicine Bottle, um, or God's Medicine, one of the two. Um, and in it, he basically uh, puts up an argument that says, if you have to take medicine two or three times a day uh, in order to stay alive or to fix whatever problems you have, why wouldn't you read the Word of God three times a day? Why wouldn't you take it like medicine if you need healing? Um, which is awesome. Um, and then the final reason, how does, it got, how does the, uh, the Bible benefit you? The Word of God is a weapon. We just read that in Ephesians 6, right? Uh, the sword of the Spirit in particular. Um, I'm going to read another Bible verse to you guys. You guys don't have to flip there. But I'm going to read it. If you want to take note, it's Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. It says that uh, this book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may act carefully according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way successful and you will be wise. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Um, 
I don't think that there is any greater weapon than the presence of the Lord. But the only way that we get his presence and we understand it is twofold. We have to know the word and we have to have his Holy Spirit. It's only then that he promises never to leave us or forsake us, right? So, um, the fourth question that my friend Bree asked me today was, where do you start reading in the Bible? And I know we kind of covered this a couple months ago when we talked about uh, just different facts of the Bible, but I want to give you five places to start. If you've never read the Bible before or you're looking to, you just feel stuck because you don't know where to go. The first place is the book of John. The book of John is a great place to start because it's the story of Jesus and the Father's love for all of humanity, for us. If there's one gospel to start in, it's the gospel of John because it emphasizes how much God loves us. And one of the hardest things for our minds and our hearts uh one of the hardest things for us to, to wrap our minds and our hearts around is why God even loves us. And the Gospel of John is a great place to start with that because it's something we all need to hear. It's something we all need to understand. Um, my second suggestion is probably one of my favorite books of the Bible. Uh, probably These two are probably tied, Genesis and Exodus, but my, my actual suggestion is Genesis. It is the beginning of the narrative of the Bible, and it sets up the themes that we see throughout the rest of the story. Uh, If you do not understand what is happening, if there's a theme that you keep seeing in the Bible, go back to Genesis. You will see it there too, and it will give you a greater context for what is being said and what is going to happen. Um, My third suggestion is Proverbs. It's practical wisdom for each and every day. It's going to help you live um, a great life. I know unsaved people that don't read any of the Bible except Proverbs. They just read it because it helps them understand how to do life, which is crazy to me. I, I don't really know why they haven't gone through the rest of the book yet, but um, I still think that that's awesome. The Word of God is still getting in them and helping them to live a healthier life, right? Um, not that that's the end all because, well, you can't... Good good morals don't save you, right? Only Jesus does and giving your life to him. So, um, But it's a start. And let's praise God that it's a start for some of those people. My fourth suggestion is 1 John. We just read some verses in it. The, the second book that John wrote, which is 1 John, it's about the importance of love in the Christian life when it comes to our relationships with God and with people. And I don't know about you guys, but I deal with God and people every day. So it's important that I know what his love looks like for me and what my love for other people need to look like so that I can be in the right mental and emotional state, right? Um, And then my final suggestion for places to start is Psalm 119. We read several verses from it tonight. Uh, This chapter of the Bible, I I think this is an important place to start because it stresses the importance of learning God's word and then living obedient to it. And there isn't anything more important than that once we're saved, right? Um, Jesus says it himself. He he values obedience more than he values sacrifice. And so even though our sacrifices of praise look great when we come on a Wednesday uh, or on a Saturday or on a Sunday, whenever we get together for church, 
the thing that's most important to him is not the sacrifice of praise. It is a life lived in obedience. That is true worship to him. That is worship in spirit and in truth. Um, That doesn't mean that we don't mess up, but what it does mean is that because we are willing to be obedient, we know, we recognize when we've messed up and we repent. There's grace, right? Um, A true sign of maturity to me is a repentant heart that knows what repentance really looks like and knows how to turn. Um, So this is the final question that I have, which is good because it's almost time to get going and I want to pray for some people before we get out of here. Um, The last question that I was asked today was, what parts of the Bible are the most helpful during times of trouble and helplessness and hopelessness? I think that the best place to read the Bible is the Psalms. You can start in in chapter one and read until you find your voice. Um, And the great thing about a lot of the Psalms is that they actually start in a place of trouble and hopelessness. But because whoever's writing, most of the time it's David, uh, ends up being able to vent that stuff to God. God's hope comes in up underneath it, and the psalm ends at a high note. It ends with hope. It ends with faith. It ends with seeing the solution. Um, And I think a lot of the times we get messed up. Um, I saw a lot of people get tripped up uh, back at one of the old churches that I was a part of because they just wanted to confess faith all the time, but they didn't actually know how to admit when they needed help. Um, And there's, there's something to be said about confessing faith and a positive confession of faith and like confessing God's word, but that only works when we admit that we're weak and we need a savior. And, and it's not that we needed a savior once and then we're saved and we're done. Uh, it says those who endure till the end will be saved. And so we need a savior every day in, in my mind. Um, and we need to be able to admit that we're weak every day. And, and I heard, I was in a um, pastor's like group, almost like a group therapy session earlier today. Um, and one of the pastors brought up this point here. Somebody say to him the other day, because he was going through a lot. And he said, you know, uh, a friend of his came up to him and said, I used to pray that God would give me strength. But my life really started to change when I started to ask God to show me that he is my strength. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference between the two. Because if we just ask for God to give us strength, then eventually we'll become independent and walk away. We may not walk away from the faith, but we'll walk away from him in our hearts, right? Um, But if we ask for him to show us that he is our strength, then we stay dependent on him and we stay humble, right? So anyway, back to the answer to the question. Uh, The Psalms, I think, are the best place to read when we're feeling like we're in trouble and we're hopeless. Um, because God, you see it. And then once you really study the Psalms and you can kind of line up where each of them are happening in the Bible, because you'll see references in there, you begin to see just how God took care of the people who were writing them at that time, which is like amazing because you find your voice in them. You, you start to relate to them and then you can go back historically and be like, wow, like David wrote this about this time where he was living in a cave and someone was chasing him and trying to kill him. And now, now he's the king of Israel, you know, um, or, well, David messed up a lot. So we won't even get into all those examples, but the Psalms are a great place to read when you're feeling stuck or in trouble. So, um, 
Cool. Do you guys get something out of this tonight? I hope so. Good. Good. Would you believe it? I threw this thing together in about 30 minutes to an hour. Put Oliver in front of the TV as I got home. Just whipped it together. So I'm going to pray. Um, and then we've got new people here. Uh, if you guys would like us to pray for you, we would love to pray for you. If not, you can say no and we, we won't. It's fine. And when we say we won't, what I really mean is we'll probably pray for you later when you don't know that we're praying for you. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so let's pray. Abba, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for what your word says. I thank you for uh, just helping us to come back to our foundations and showing us why the Bible is so important to our walk, why it's so important to our everyday life, why we need it each and every day, um, whether it's through reading it, whether it's through listening to it, whether it's through good teaching and preaching, we need it. Uh, we need to be fed on it. We need to feed on it. So I just pray, Lord, that you would give us a hunger for your word tonight. Um whether we are mature Christians, whether we are new Christians, makes no difference. We, we still need it. We still need it because every time we read it, even if we've read the same verse a hundred times, that hundred and first time, we might get something new out of it, something different out of it. Because Hebrews 4 says that your word is living and active. Um, it is living and active, which means it, it transforms us. Um, it separates our soul from our spirit and, and allows us to be able to see uh, exactly what you're doing in our lives and exactly where the sin is and, and how we need to change and grow with you and stay dependent on you. Uh, I thank you just for everything that you're doing in our lives. I thank you for the testimonies that we have. Uh, usually we spend more time on that tonight, but we had a lot of announcements. So I pray next week that we would come with, with testimonies to share. Um, I thank you for everyone here and everyone who couldn't make it tonight because I know there were a couple people that, that couldn't make it tonight. Uh, Josiah and, and Mary and, and Ariel um, in particular. Lord, I just thank you for them and pray that you're blessing them with what you're doing um, in their lives right now. And uh, Lord, I thank you for our time of fellowship. Jesus, we thank you that you are the word made flesh. I thank you that through reading your word, we become the word, that the word becomes our flesh and our armor. And uh, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing and illuminating the word to us so that we understand it better and that we can, we can grow. Um, not just grow with you, but grow ourselves and, and grow as a community. Um, so, Lord, we thank you. We love you. And we give you all the honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' holy name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Highland Park Community Church Podcast. We pray that you experienced the Holy Spirit in revelation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. If you've been impacted by our ministry and would like to make a financial contribution, or you'd like to partner with us to reach the Highland Park community, visit us at www.myhpcc.net. We'll see you next time.